0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Friends Missing Friends, where I'll share with you some cut material or deleted scenes, if you will, from today's interview. I hope you enjoy.
1: I hope anyone who's listening, wherever you are in life, something's bringing you to this podcast that's important. And and I certainly are. And I thank you, Hannah, for doing what you do, for creating an opportunity for for people to come together in this conversation. I really have experienced, as I said earlier, forgiveness can be a good part of the healing of your journey, for sure. Um, it, it's, it's, for me, it wasn't all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if we can go back to your conversation of grief, you know, the grief support group and the therapy and the forgiveness practice, like for most of us, it's more about a, a little bit of a buffet of things that we need yeah. to to help us along the way, but I definitely know forgiveness can be one of the main main uh, parts of your meal.
0: <laughs> exactly, I really like that. That it's can kind of just try different things, like because uh, people have so many suggestions, right, of what to do, yeah. and it can be overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, like I got to find a therapist and, and yeah. this, and I got to journal, and I got to. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And now I've got to find time to go to a support group, which I really don't want to go to because that means, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I I have so much compassion for the journey. I know you do too, obviously, which is why you're Mm -hmm. doing this. Like, it's, I want to help relieve pain. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's, like you said, it takes so much patience because it does take time. And what's hard is that the world doesn't really allow us that or, or doesn't right. um understand it like we don't get enough time off work like people are like you're still sad and like it's just so much judgment i feel like from the rest of the world yeah or people are like oh you're stuck like you're stuck in your grief but like what does stuck mean the fact that after a year i'm still sad like i'm working on yeah. it you know like yeah. <laughs> it's it's so bizarre yeah. how judgmental we are about that to each other and ourselves
1: yeah, well, the Western world, all of the world, has become obsessed with immediately eliminating pain, oh, and that is yeah. not—that's not even what pain is for. Pain is a messenger. Pain can be help. Pain is a call. Pain is a call for for something deeper. And but in a world where it's like, take a pill, get it over with, three days off, and back to work, um, it's it, the culture's not made for people, but here's the gift. Grief calls you off of the grid of living like a you know worker bee in the in the culture of oh. life that is so, like grief can really yeah. take you on a journey of your soul that you never would have had access to, you know? And the next time someone comes into your orbit who's in some kind of grief or some kind of pain, you have compassion for them like other people won't. Like, like you're going to know a depth to yourself and to life that allows you to connect with people in a way that you couldn't have previously. There really are gifts in this. I know you know this.
0: Yeah, but I it's, it's something that took me a, a lot of time to see that perspective for sure. And one thing I realized is um it's like, you know, It might have even been kind of a sudden realization over, you know, a course of a lot of work, but I thought, oh my gosh, like, there's no new pain under the sun. Like, Mm. I now understand what millions of people since the beginning of time have felt. Like, so many people have lost a loved one. So many people have lost a dear, dear friend. Um, And now I'm in a way kind of like, connected to them, like, kind of like uh, balls of light that have strings of light between them. Mm -hmm. I I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's kind of the image, because I'm also a very visual person. And that's kind of the image that came to me. I'm like, oh, wow, now I'm like part of this web. And like, I get it. Like, I understand now.
1: Yeah. Well, look what you're doing today. Look what you're doing because of your experience. Like, it's you're making it a gift to the world.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because it, it does, it can feel so incredibly lonely, so yeah. incredibly lonely. And it's like, why? I just, I, I, I hate that because it's so painful to be in that place of loneliness. Yeah. And it's like, I just want, I don't know, I want people to feel less alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want wailing walls all over the world. Where it's so socially acceptable that you can just go to the Wailing Wall and scream and cry and release, and the world is just like flowers and love all around you. Like, wouldn't that be an amazing world? Where the expression is, it's like I don't know. I just in my head I see it. Like it's I'm walking down the city streets of Chicago, and there's a Wailing Wall, and there's people there, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's beautiful. And I don't know. Like that's that's a crazy idea, but that's what I mean. Like. We don't have a culture that supports real, full expression of
0: this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So true. And I love that idea of a wailing wall. I, I know. Um, I, because I would go to a, a, a grief group, and even in the grief group, which is a space set aside for grief, I can't scream. Like, that would be mm-hmm. so socially unacceptable, right? Like, polite tears are what I'm allowed And so I'm like, where can I scream just in my bedroom and in my pillow? Is it the only place I can scream? Like, it's so frustrating.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Something I'm so committed to as part of my practice also is breath work. I get in at least one breath work session a week because – for me, and my experience, I can end up shutting down and I don't even realize it. And I bet that happens to you too. Like, mm. And it suddenly starts to get backed up and I'm more irritated and I'm like, I'm just like, things feel contracted and tight. And so I'm like, okay, I need to do a breath work. And during breath work, the ones I do, there are the screaming times. He'll literally, he'll, he'll say, yeah. grab your pillow. He'll say, count to three and put your pillow over your head and I do it. With my whole body, <laughs> I just because I it's my access to feeling alive, you know. And yeah. the world doesn't want us to feel fully alive, like you said. No. It let polite tears are all you're allowed.
0: Yeah, at the funeral, polite tears, and grief group, polite tears. It's like yeah. I in my deep in my soul, like what I want is. <laughs> It's a very specific image. I want there to be like a big bonfire and I just want to run around the bonfire with other people and for us to just scream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But where and how can I do that? I don't know. But I, that's what yeah. I want.
1: Yeah. Well, I have done that in Costa Rica, but it was on ayahuasca. So that's another story. <laughs> oh, man.
0: That must have felt so healing.
1: It's so powerful. It's so, I mean, I really, and and having to live a life so couldn't be me, so compacted again, because of my childhood experiences, like I didn't even know what it was like to feel me and to feel alive. So I needed those things. And now I'm so grateful I have them because I look around now and I'm like, oh, even people who didn't suffer grief or haven't suffered big traumas, they too are kind of walking half, half awake you know, yeah. living in these little boxes. So um yeah, I'm a big fan of yell it out, cry it out. Seriously, we should make a in Chicago, we could open a little storefront in Andersonville called the Wailing Wall and just let people
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. I would go. I would subscribe to I that know. place. <laughs> Seriously, like just to
1: that I remember hearing in China they had this thing where people would pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, where they got to go into a, a pre-made dining room with glasses and plates and everything, and they'd be put in this big protective suit and a baseball bat, and they could destroy the whole room.
0: I've heard about that. Yeah. 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 I feel like there should be something along those lines. Like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And for now, for now, we just need to find, we need to give, this is what's key. And I know you know this too. You just need to give yourself permission, give yourself permission to have your own feelings and go out in the car. You don't need to, you know what I mean? Just anywhere where you can let it out, give yourself permission. Don't wait for the world to readjust so you can have your feelings. That's not a winning equation.
0: Yeah, because it's not going to happen anytime soon. No,
1: no. I think I'll be <laughs> long out of this particular body by the time that culture is birthed. But I think we're a part of helping to bring it forward. The more every one of us is willing to fully feel our grief, our experience, our rage, whatever it is, the more you get related to it, we really are helping each other.
0: And I think forgiveness is connected to that. It opens us up. It yep. brings us to our, um, what do you call it? <laughs> your highest self, or your, your core being, is yes.
1: that? <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, okay. Look at you! Look <laughs> at you teaching them forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. That's oh. awesome.
0: Thanks for listening. Friends, missing friends, is produced by me, Hannah Rumsey. Sound engineering is by co-producer Eric Siegling. Original music is also by Eric, featuring The Lost Wayne. Artwork is by Heidi James. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. See you next time.